0: Hi there and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate and I'm Kara and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey Kate. Hey Kara. How you doing? I'm hanging in. How are you?
1: Yeah hanging in for sure. Um I'm glad to get to check in with you. I'm glad to get to check in with our guests today. Like it's helping just to talk to friends yes. and, you know, kind of, um, I'm finding like anything where, where you can chat with people, you know, like voices, not just even texts is yes. brightening things a little bit right now. We've been on Voxer a lot, <laughs> a lot of Voxer. Yeah,
0: maybe, yeah. Maybe too much Voxer. <laughs>
1: I know, but it's good to hear people's voices and it yeah. Is. But I know, and yeah. It's, it's good like, to be able to just unload if you're feeling overwhelmed for a second. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so I have something very important I need to ask you about. Okay. Have you finished the Silent Patient?
0: Not yeah? yet. I okay. probably Will today? Oh
1: my gosh! I saw that you were reading I, it.
0: I hope. This twist is oh. you. what you it, know. The hype.
1: <laughs> so uh, there's a point. Like I, I want you to tell. I want you to like Voxer me or text me when it clicks. What's? So uh, oh my gosh. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, it's really good.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm planning on fin- my big plans today are to fold laundry and to finish that book. Uh,
1: well, yeah. Because okay, we were talking about this. Like it's hard right now, kind of like to concentrate on. Like yeah, we we're, we're both dealing with that even
0: mundane tasks
1: yeah yeah and even like um sometimes i really like uh podcasts because they're like a nice distraction or whatever but like lately i even feel like even a listening to a podcast i'm almost like uh, it's just um it's hard to focus so right. like i think we need those things that like suck us in like
0: i was having this conversation with my husband last night because um someone gave me a gift card yesterday, which was such, so unexpected and wonderful. And I was joking that I need more books, which of course I don't ever need more books.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I am in a library, but he said, Kate, you don't need more books. And I, I made the case that right now I need the silent patient, like that sort of book that you can't put down. Cause I, yeah, and I'm someone who like reads all the time I can't concentrate on even reading mm-hmm. it's crazy to me like you'll re- get to the end of a paragraph and be like wait what yeah what was I reading yeah So I need that sort- certain kind of book that's just going to consume me that yeah. you can't put down
1: oh my goodness and it's me, so good really
0: it's wants and needs here yeah and well the but... lecture I give to my kids all the time I need to give to myself right now but I'm just saying
1: I do think that books are really I mean we're going to talk about that today that like books are really helpful right now but like the right kind of book and we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about like why rereading can be really comforting right now like if your kids are rereading old stuff and you're like why aren't you reading anything new like we you know I ordered you a book or you know whatever and it's like you know that's okay um so yeah and we're gonna talk about of course great books and audiobooks with the author Sam Smith who we just love he um yeah he was on episode 52 with his wife Gina and that's a great episode to listen to right now because maybe your husband's around a little bit more than before and maybe that's presenting some new challenges to your homeschool (laughs) yes (laughs) I just I think it's like, I'm hearing from a lot of moms that are like, I love having my husband home. I love it. It's so nice having us all together. But like, he'll come up to us in the middle of stuff and be like, why are you doing it that way? And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) because that's the way we always do it. Please don't ask questions. It's hard enough to keep them all at the table. Like, (laughs) yeah, don't come in here and be like, hey, you guys, there's like, dogs diving off of things on espn 2 right now because they don't have any normal programming so it's like they're showing all this weird random stuff and yeah
0: oh my gosh i didn't even think about that
1: yeah it's really like it's really fun but it's also some of it's very strange there was a thing i don't know what it was my husband was watching it the other night and it was dodgeball but people were also juggling i swear to you I swear and I think the thing was like you were supposed to take the dodgeball and like hit the juggler like if they stopped juggling that was like a point or so I don't even know
0: and this is something that they had because I'm assuming that's not I guess. social distancing yeah I mean I, no it's, it's like, like something they had that they called up
1: yeah this time. no it's like it was like 2004 That
0: actually might be a really good activity for kids
1: it might be <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, they're showing all this old stuff. They were showing, like, all this, like, weird diving. And so I was trying to ask my husband about it. I'm like, so this isn't, like, professional diving. And he's like, oh, they're pros. And I'm like, because, like, all of a sudden he became highly passionate about this, like, within about five minutes of watching <laughs> it, you know? And I'm like, but they're not doing, like, dives, like, on the Olympics where it's very, like, I mean, their bodies are all tight and they enter the water and it's like, bloop, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> they barely even make a splash. You know, these are people that are like contorting themselves, but you can tell like this isn't maybe their main thing. in And lo- I don't know. I I don't know. I'm
0: gonna have to look this up because I think my kids would like some of this. Yeah, I've it's... been. I mean, if you like live music, what a time to be alive. Right. (laughs) Quarantine. Because I am breakfast, lunch, and dinner having, like, live concerts with people I love in my kitchen. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So that's how I'm surviving is really, really good books and the Instagram lives that that all the artists are doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really important right now that, like, we do what we need to do to kind of stay calm and get through the next, sometimes the next hour, you know? I mean, yesterday I took a nap and I was trying to feel bad about it and I just couldn't. I was like, no, I needed that nap. Like, that nap is that's
0: what... self-care right there.
1: Yeah, that's what helped me show up later on in the day for something I needed to do. And it's like, yeah, I mean... We just gotta do. And
0: sleep is good for your immune system, and we all need to be taking care of ourselves right now. I told my kids that we've lightened up on a lot of things, but one thing I have not lightened up on is bedtime. If anything, I'm a little more like get up there, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with, with your calm story and go to sleep, all of you.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you brought up stories, so we're gonna talk to Sam Smith yes we are the author of the green ember series of books which are favorites at both of our houses he teases us later because we don't bring them up in a certain part of the podcast but we love them our kids have listened to all of them read all of them they are hugely popular here and we can't recommend them enough um sam writes the best newsletters out there they are so funny and so entertaining so we're gonna um a link in the show notes so that you can sign up for um the newsletter at his site sdsmith.net so you can subscribe to those and get those he is a good friend of ours and a wonderful storyteller and he, today he's going to join us to talk about how stories can help us through trying times so we're just we're so grateful that he's here and uh we just give him a call huh definitely okay hello sam
0: hi there hello
1: Hi. How are you doing there? How is your family? How are how are things right now?
2: Well, that is such a loaded question. I mean, so great. No, um, oh, I know I told you I wasn't going to fake it on this one. Though. I'm going to be honest. Uh, things are good, you know, considering uh, these challenging days um, that we're in. Uh, there were A lot of unexpected blessings and uh, I've enjoyed I, I, lo- I love my family so it's been I, I enjoy having us all together I'm a little bit of an introvert so I don't mind being home so there's a lot of positive things about, about these days for me
1: yeah yeah there's it, we have like a a gift of time right now um in some ways that you know we can just all be together um and yeah we like our family so that's that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I don't have any cats.
2: I don't have any cats, so, any cats, so that, that's a bonus for me.
1: Okay, how did you know that I literally got woken up at 4 o'clock this morning by a cat vomiting in my
2: hall outside my bedroom?
1: Oh, man. So,
2: wow. Yeah. I just assume that's what happens with cat owners every day. Just...
1: Yeah, well, like every other day, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are we're so excited to talk to you because – we feel like um, right now, you know, we're all looking just to, for ways to connect with our kids and just um, maybe maybe not have to stress so much about, like, checking all of the homeschool boxes. And so we, we really just wanted to talk to you about the power of stories and how, um, you know, stories might help us be able to get through this really unexpected, strange time. So... Thanks for being here, man.
2: <laughs> well, thank you, ladies, very much. It's very encouraging to me that you guys uh, that you care about these things and care about uh, me and and my family and uh, and and are and I'm excited about that topic. I, I care about that, you know, 365 days a year for sure. Uh, but it, it has. I sort of agree with you. I think. Um, I don't know if you said it or implied it, but it just, it feels like there's a, there's a sort of a sharpened focus for us. And in, in, uh, for me, I think in the importance of both enjoying stories and also sort of like seeing ourselves as characters in the story. I think that that's a pretty important
1: component. Yeah, I love that. Definitely. Okay. So you are, I think, a natural born storyteller. I mean, I've seen you perform music. I've seen you speak at conferences, I know you speak at schools and other events. Um and your Green Ember series actually became like began as like uh stories that you told your children, right? Um so can you tell us a little bit about where that like storyteller and you came from?
2: Sure. Yeah, it's so funny that even years later, uh years into this sort of uh, publicly sharing my books uh, it still almost feels weird to hear that from someone like to say like you're a natural born a storyteller I always think like no I'm I'm not like I've heard good storytellers like that is not what I am um but I understand what you mean and I and I think it's true uh I, I have cared about and loved stories and sort of told stories yeah even when I was really young I, I don't think I'm the best kind of like um You know, you'll have sometimes uh, public speakers or preachers or teachers, or you know, or just will be super gifted at just kind of going right into a story and telling it. And I don't sort of see myself that way as like a good public storyteller. But the truth is, I've been telling. My my oldest brother used to tell me stories when I was really little. In we we were raised in a holler in in West Virginia, uh, which is like a hollow. We say holler uh, because we don't know how to talk right in West Virginia. Uh, apparently. Um, but uh, as far as we're concerned, everyone else is wrong. That's sort of our, that's our strategy right now um, uh, on language. But anyway, we, we lived sort of in the woods, you know, pretty, pretty deep in the woods. And, and uh, it was great for a kid, you know, it was like a wonderful canvas sort of for the imagination. I, I loved it. But, but my, uh, my oldest brother, we, we lived in a, in a basement, actually, of a log cabin that my dad was building. Which he never finished uh, because we went to the mission field. We went to Africa, as, uh, but, and he sort of gave up on his. He, he I would say, he surrendered, his, sort of his dream of of uh, living like in the, in the country with a log cabin that kind of thing. That's what he wanted to do, but he felt really compelled to to go uh, share the gospel with uh, with folks uh, uh, overseas. So anyway, we did that as. Uh, but anyway, but, but I was when I was very young, we we lived in this holler and lived in the, in the, in the, in this basement, which was pretty dark that my brother would tell stories uh, to me about like our, the dog that we had and and a a horse. And so I I had sort of animal stories from when I was really little. And then my, then when my baby sister was born, she, I'm I'm the third of uh, five kids and there were four boys and and the last is a, was a girl. I, I, Dad said they quit when they finally got it right, uh, and, had a, and had a girl. So I, I exulted uh, over him when um, when my first do- uh, child was a was a girl. I was like, "Yes, first try!" <laughs> In the <your> face, Dad. <laughs> um, so I was I, I was very delighted to hear those words. It's a girl. You know that was because uh, we, we we didn't find out before, so that was very special. Um, but I like boys too. They're fine. Whatever. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, so anyway, my brother so I told my, my baby sister, she was a little baby in our family and her name's Rebecca and I used to tell her stories when she was really old because it was just kind of came natural and, and my older brother had done that for me. And so I loved her and I used to tell her the same kinds of stories. That's kind of how it started. And I think that even though I wasn't, I did sort of, I wasn't a reader, so it, it, it kind of, um, came and went as far as my receiving stories, mom would read to us and uh, get stories in school, that kind of thing. But I was always, I always loved, I I always described it as being haunted by the vocation of a storyteller. I I, I always felt that. And it was sort of leak come out, even though I kind of like sort of suppress it by being like an, uh, you know, like what was in our culture, like an ordinary boy who didn't read and didn't, you know, didn't read a lot of books and that kind of thing. I, uh, I still it still it still stayed with me in, in like the games I invented and played so I, was, I did sort of I'm now looking back I think I was only sort of world building I was only sort of creating uh, and and really crafting stories and I probably wouldn't have called it that when I was when I was young
1: that's so good I love that I feel kind of like honored that you shared all that right now that's really awesome I, know. I didn't know all that about you that's that's huh. really really cool um and I well, think' and I'm I love sort you. of like Go ahead, go ahead,
0: sorry. I just love the idea of siblings staying up, telling each other's stories. I think that's so important.
1: And yeah, I was I've, gonna say, I've... I've seen you speak. You're selling yourself a little bit short, mister. You are yeah. you are a wonderful, lovely speaker, so oh, but I know you. it's hard it's hard to heap praise upon yourself, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> being being <laughs> humble.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I've worked very hard to pretend to be humble, and so don't mess with that. (laughs) So, we all
0: know right now is a time of a lot of uncertainty for us all. Can we talk a little bit about how stories can help us through this time?
2: Uh, No, thank you. Um, (laughs) You stinker. (laughs) Um, No, sure. Yeah, I, I guess it does feel like. I'm trying hard not to be an expert in things that I'm not an expert in, like uh, uh, epidemiology and um, economics and that kind of thing. Uh, And that does feel like the two very important um, fields right now and important to listen to to really wise folks. Um, But I do think that uh, while I, I do feel like it's sort of like an expertise that, that, um, that that spans sort of the generations going back and uh, human history, human culture. We've always had storytellers, and we've always had storytellers that help us make sense of things that happen. Um, Walt Longer is an author, and he he at one point, I heard him give a talk where he he talked about storytellers as as people who are uh, pilers in the piles and heapers in the heaps, as in they give shape to what's happening in our experience. Uh, going back to even if you had early um, in, in history you'd have uh, maybe a battle or something and people would would come back from a battle and they would someone would would be some people would be dead some people would have been lost and somebody would have to say something about what happened and sometimes those has got recorded sometimes they you know, on some kind of a, a technology like a tablet or a paper at some point um, but there was only someone sort of giving a sense of things, probably lots of someone's giving a sense of what had happened. So we, ha- I, I think that the best use of the gifts of storytelling are to serve people in sort of under, I feel like that story is the one well, imagination. C.S. Lewis talked about it as the organ of meaning um, that it's not, you know, we have an intellect that, that is that um, that's, so supposed to help us understand truth, um, and he he talked about being the natural order of truth, the, the intellect, but the imagination is the order of meaning. So I think storytellers have a unique role to, to sort of help us um, understand what what um, to be connected to meaning, to understand the meaning of things, for, the, for things to be piled into piles, heaped into heap. Um to, to give shape to things. And I think poetry is helpful for this, too. of, so we live in a kind of a analogical world. We understand things because of other things. You know, my love for you is like this. You know, my this situation is like this. Um, we 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 have uh, analogies all throughout the world and, meta- and metaphors, that kind of a thing. So I think it's just helpful for us to, I think it's impossible. When we want to tell the truth to someone, we tell them a story. We say, hey listen this is what happened to me and so that goes it, it's it goes from experts like homer or shakespeare or you know brilliant brilliant people down to the hearth down to the home down to the the, the older sibling telling the younger sibling a story and all of those things help us to understand what the world is and what it means um, i even think of for myself as a christian like you, you you can you can sort of say truths which i think are really really important like you can say that like, god is powerful. And that's, that has a certain kind of a – that's true. That's a true statement. But it's, it's ultimately actually meaningless apart from a story. We don't know what power means unless we have a story. So we don't know how to – like if you say God created the world or God part, you know, parted the Red Sea so that the Israelites walked through on dry land like, or that Jesus healed Jairus' daughter you know, a 12 year old girl who is, who is dead. He brings her back to life. Like that is power that you understand because it's in a story and you, you kind of, you know what it means then you then you get the, you sort of get the truth, but you don't lose the, uh, the meaning. It's, it's um it's addition without subtraction. So I, I just feel like the, so that's just a big, in a big picture, stories are not just like, kind of important and like we should really do they're like absolutely essential for for like ultimate meaning and even small meaning so that's kind of a big that maybe sounds like big and philosophical but I think on, on a practical level it's too it's so important that we that we uh, it's a, it's such a valuable way to connect with each other mm-hmm. and just so just going back to the sort of the hearth like I really feel like if your family does a read aloud during this this time uh, you can't go, you know, we're not supposed to be going places, m- most of us. You know, uh, uh, certainly not a lot of kids are supposed to be sort of going places. Um, physically, a lot of places are far distant journeys, that sort of thing. But you can go to Mordor. You know, you can go to Middle Earth. Like, you can go together on a journey through through a story. And I, and I tend to believe that those are real. Like, those are real adventures. Because if you and your siblings are all, you know, going to Narnia or or on um, Prince Edward Island with, Anne, uh, you have, you, you, it's a real experience, you know, it's because, because the imagination is a powerful capacity. And so it's, you, you really do go on those things, And those are kind of real characters. Those characters are realty, you know, like, uh, uh, family of Gamseys feels real to me. You know, Anne of Green Gables. You know, she she's a real person. You know, jo- mm-hmm. Joe March is real. Um, and, and they're not real in in sort of a technical sense, but they're real in this experiential sense. And we can experience that together. That's a shared adventure. So you can go. There's kind of no. And there's, that's a cliche. Like you can go to the library. You can go anywhere. But it's true. You know, and and when you do it together as a family, it has this sort of uniting power. Um, because you know, like people people always talk about friendships are forged through adversity, that, that kind of a thing. Um, people who often are together in like a war situation, they have this, these bonds that are really hard for other people to understand, hard, hard for people who haven't served in the military, like me, um, I'm someone who hasn't. Hard for me to understand those bonds, but, but they're, they're forged through these shared trials, or these shared adventures. And I think that's a really important thing to not only acknowledge that we are going through something like a, a pretty intense shared trial, uh, right now together but the stories we, we we enjoy together are another way to bond another way to yeah. uh, sort of form those bonds together
1: yeah yeah and creating good memories during a hard time by sharing those stories together um have yeah. you have you read the book tribe by sebastian younger have either of you read that I have okay um in that book I they haven't. they talk about um he talks about how after World War II is over, people remembered the Blitz fondly in some ways because it was a time of so much togetherness. People were better to each other. People shared what they had, you know, and it was like, like you said, it was kind of that like foxhole bonding type of thing. Like we've been through something hard together and we made it through together and it just connected them in ways that like nothing else could. So, yeah, I think sharing – um, you know good stories right now is just one of the best ways we can we can just be together i guess um mm. okay so so I'll, here's my my issue like i have a hard time with hard stories like i have never been able to read my kids charlotte's web because it tore me apart when i read it when i was 8 and so i cannot i cannot read it but I kind of wanted to talk to you and get your perspective about this, about um, is it like, what do you guys think about reading hard stories right now? I mean, I'm talking about the ones that still leave the readers with hope, but I mean, where hard things happen within a story. Is that okay? Or do we have to be like positive, positive, positive every minute because we're going through something hard right now? Does that make sense?
0: It sure does. Okay. i let us go first.
2: You might never get a chance to talk again. If I, if I, do, if, if I go into a philosophical treatise again for, for five hours, then you never know. This could be the end. This could be the last question of the, of the whole thing. Um, sorry. I apologize. I'll try to I always no, hate that when, when, when guests do that on podcasts, uh, interviews, and, and, and I'm always like, why are you doing that? And then I do it, too. It's good. I'm it's good. Like, oh, you're no, fine.
0: Everything yeah. you're saying has been
2: wonderful. Yeah. You're 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 awesome. Thank you. And I'm a hypocrite, but uh, good. Um, <laughs> no, that's a really good question, and I, I'm, I resonate with that so strongly because I'm a pretty sensitive person, too. And uh, there's a lot of, even outside of sort of quarantine crisis sort of uh, time, I am very careful with myself about what stories I... um. I enjoy or I, you know read because I I need to sort of like watch out for myself like I need to watch out for my own sort of my own heart I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't enjoy just I don't enjoy like horror and like a lot of really heavy gruesome stuff that's just because it because it goes to my heart it gets in me and I and I, I just I don't need sort of that darkness um, to be pervasive but I know you're talking about um, stories that that have really deep value, um, uh, for, for a lot of people, but they are, there's painful stuff in them and, and, and difficulties. And I think that's really wise just to, to, to care about your kids enough and to care about your, like where your own, your own self, where you are now. Like, I think we're all in this, in this, that place right now where we're trying to make choices like, Oh, do I need to like right now, this has been a really tough day. Like I just need to watch like a comedy. You know, we yeah. need to watch something that's funny together as a as a family that doesn't have high stakes, or the stakes are just kind of we can easily dismiss them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that. So that, I think that's good as a. Uh, so I think that's as good as a as a as a gesture. And, and I don't. Uh, Andy Crouch has this. He's a he's a wonderful writer, and actually he's writing some wonderful things about this. Uh, current crisis right now, which is excellent. Uh, he's writing some one, really wonderful things. But he's written a few books, and one book's called Culture Making, and he talks about the uh, postures and gestures. He talks about these two different sort of things, and he applies it to sort of uh, different different things than I'm going to now. So I'm just going to sort of rob his metaphor from him and uh, leave it dead in a ditch. Because uh, <laughs> that's the kind of girl I am. Um, actually, I did this in person uh, with him. I was speaking at a conference with him a couple weeks ago, b- back when we had conferences, and uh, he. I, so I got to I got to destroy his metaphor right in front of him, and it was it was really sweet, <laughs> it was <a> sweet moment <laughs> for me. Um, but anyway, he talks about postures and gestures. So, like for instance, violence. For me, like uh, I am not a I'm not a pacifist personally. And um, so violence is on the table. Like if uh, I'm at a store and someone tries to like grab my daughter, my seven-year-old daughter, and tries to take her away, kidnap her or something, I will use violence. I will physically try to stop that person and and I will, um, you know, punch, whatever, I'll do anything I can to to try to protect my daughter. Um, So that's a gesture. That's a gesture. I'm I'm ready. I'm, I'm willing to make that gesture, but my posture is not a violent posture. I I don't look for fights. I don't want to fight. I don't like violence. I think it's awful. Um, If I used it, it would be, it would be, you know, only a, a great need. So that would be a really rare gesture. So you're thinking about postures and gestures. So, I think that's a helpful way to think about things. For for instance, criticism. I talk about this sometimes. Like being a critic is is uh, necessary sometimes, but it's a. I think of it as a as a sometimes helpful gesture. It's a really crummy posture. Yeah. And we've all sort of met people, or we've been people ourselves who have sort of had a posture of, of, of criticism. But so anyway, on, on on this sort of like deeper stories, the more the, the hopeful stories that that have a lot of pain and darkness in them, I. I think that those are more, like, I think that we should, I think that that um, for myself, I think those are, I think those are like food, you know, not medicine. I think that that's something that we need. I think that's something that we need in our lives. We need that pretty regularly. I think we need good stories that, that go, that where the characters go through darkness and difficulty. So I think at some point, if it's a noble story, like the Lord of the Rings or Charlotte's Web or some of these stories, really not any stories that have deep impact, meaning, um, connection for us that don't involve that to some extent. Uh, and, they, you know, what Lewis, C.S. Lewis described um, The Lord of the Rings as, uh, you know, here are beauties that pierce like swords. Um, mm-hmm. This is a story that will break your heart. And we love it because it breaks our heart. And I think that that is food, and we have to eat that food um, I think other things are medicine and, you know, that, that, that we don't need them all the time. I think sometimes, but I, I sort of think that that's food that I think that's a posture. I think that's something we do need, but for a while, sometimes we might need to make a gesture of like, well, we're going to read PG Woodhouse or we're going to read um, something that's just really light and silly, uh, this week, or we're going to watch just a funny show or a light show. We're going to watch Mayberry or we're going to, uh, Andy Griffith, or we're going to, just watch some kind of sketch comedy, something that just makes us laugh for this week yeah. because we're just trying to make it. So yeah. I mean, it's like, it's okay. But, but to me, it's, I feel like there's, there's such importance to those other kinds of stories. The, the stories where the adoptive father dies and the orphan girl is sad and she has to get mm-hmm. through it, you know, in, in um, Prince Edward Island, you know, the, all these kinds of difficult, deep things I think, that are painful. I feel like we need them yeah um, I think we need to keep coming back to them, but we don't have, for me you don't have to you don't have to always live there constantly the food, myself.
0: yeah,
1: oh, that's good. Keith, what were you gonna say?
0: Well, I just love linking stories to food. I think that's so true it's just so good for the soul right now. um, I was gonna say that first of all, like Sam just said that you should be discerning and know your kids and your family best, but I think there's been a lot of articles written, and I can't, of course, because my brain is muddled this week like the rest of the world, (laughs) I can't call any up right now, but um, there's been a lot of articles written about the benefits of reading difficult stories and fairy tales to our kids and how that helps Mm -hmm. them make sense of their own world when they can lose Mm -hmm. themselves in a story and see someone overcome that. And, um, I think experiencing that together, if that works for your family right now could be really soothing and maybe open some conversations that kids want to have, but don't really know how to have right now. Um, and I would also say that for, for me, I, I smiled when you said Charlotte's web, because I always think when my oldest started, he started reading really young, Kara, I think I've told you this before, but um, the teachers, when he was in public school, were telling me that he wasn't comprehending, that he may be reading the book but he wasn't comprehending it and he started reading Charlotte's Web and started bawling, <laughs> and I wanted to call the teachers up and say, "Comprehend, <laughs> like I'm clearly just comprehending that." Yeah. So it has such a special place in my heart. But those stories in our house, because I can't get through them without crying, we listen to on Audible. So that's that's my hack, because then you can cry with your tissues, and yeah. your kids are seeing you experience a story, and you know feel real feelings, but you don't have to struggle with the text as much so yeah. that would be my two cents for that one. But I think you should know your kids best cuz right now is a time for silly stories too. There's definitely a place for that. I know we put the math books aside and we've been playing nothing but like goofy games and mm-hmm. telling jokes and doing mad libs and things like that. You just need to lighten the mood right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I I love that you both have said like meet your kids where they are and and know your own heart, like know what you can take right now. Um there's a show that my husband wants me to watch I don't even know what it is I like I can't think of the name of it right now and I'm like it looks too heartwarming like I can't right now it's like it's one of those shows that is like meant to make you cry and I'm like I can't do that to myself right now like what I need right now is to watch reruns of The Office that's what is helping me you know get through this right now and yeah so so I think oh that's really good it's really good from both of you, and Sam. You mentioned, of course, like Lord of the Rings and Narnia. Oh my goodness! Wow, and Anna Green Gables. Wow. Okay. Um. But do you guys have anything else to recommend? That's like a really uh, that might be good right now.
2: Yeah, oh. if you're talking about that sort of soul food stuff, and I just resonate with what Kate said so much because you know she talked about how you know that there are there are sort of experts um, saying what we anecdotally know to be true that that kids that we do need to go through this it does it is so helpful for kids to to be able to see uh heroes overcoming through Mm -hmm. very difficult circumstances and um and you know chesterton talks about how the children already know um that, that a lot of people are like you can't expose kids to sort of the idea of evil for instance um but like kids already know and that's Chesterton says like kids kids already know Uh, fairy tales don't give the child his first idea of bogey or of evil what fairy Mm -hmm. tale gives the child is his first clear idea of the possible defeat of bogey he says the baby uh baby has known the dragon intimately ever since he had an imagination what the fairy tale provides for him is a saint george to kill the dragon and uh, like we've so stories that have the saint george in them I, i think are so important right now um Uh, you know not and even even people are like uh, there's there's only some movements in literature like oh do we need more realism do we need and there's kind of like a a a trend i think in some ways to sort of tell stories that are just like this is just what happens and it's very dark and bleak and um but actually i think we need fairy tales because we need hope we need hopeful stories stories that are um not just realistic but are um aspirational and inspirational um, not in like the saccharine sort of uh, sentimental way uh, deeply inspirational actually like that sort of breathe courage into us um, and 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 connect us to sort of like a deep reality with a capital R I feel like that's really important Um, Mm -hmm. but along those lines like books that for adults I would say like I'm just looking at a book right now that's really influential to me which is cry the beloved country Mm. um, which which is have you guys read that not in years I should mm-hmm. again oh, well, I love that it's part, partly because it's a um, it's it takes place in a place close to where I lived in, in South Africa and it's a beautiful story of that country uh, during a really turbulent time uh, that's a real um, deep sort of again it might be a book that you might Hold off on while you're, you know, finishing up the office for a little while. But, uh, but it's a mm-hmm. uh, that's a good one for adults. But you're 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 probably asking for kids. Is, is that what you're thinking for family? Sure. Together? Just if
1: there's anything else that yeah popped into your mind that might be a good one to share right now with our kids.
2: Um, I love the uh, the uh, books by Andrew Peterson, the Warden. Mm-hmm. I'm not the Warden. The Wingfeather Saga mm-hmm. is really excellent. I love the Jonathan Rogers has an excellent book called. Um, well, the Wilder King Trilogy yeah. and the Charlatans Boy, those are good. Uh, Glenn McCarty has a wonderful book called Tumbleweed Thompson, which actually might be kind of like perfect for a time like this. Uh, Glenn's a really, really wonderful writer, uh, new writer, but he, he kind of feels like a Tom Sawyer-ish sort of stuff. Uh, very mm. funny, really clear writing, really generous, but it's got some soul, it's got some heart to it. Uh, but it's, but it's pretty light too. There's, you know, raccoons jumping on people's faces and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, pop in powder and it's a Western kind of a, it's a, that's a really fun story. Yeah. Um, um, so those, those are just some, a few I can think of real quick.
1: That sounds good. Kate, have you guys read anything really good lately that you would recommend?
0: We are reading Narnia right now, so it's perfect timing, and that has been wonderful, but I've been watching my kids, what they've been reading this week, where they've had more time. We've been doing less traditional homeschooling over here, and it's all Harry Potter and Rick Reardon again, so Percy Jackson, Harry Potter are out, and they're just losing themselves in those stories, and I think that makes sense right now, too. It's something comforting Mm -hmm. that they've read a billion times, and the characters are overcoming yeah. obstacles and I think that's really mm. soothing to them right now. Yeah. I
1: think rereading can be really good right now too because you know, you mm. know how things are going to turn out. So, I mean, you know, characters are going to encounter those obstacles, but you know that in the end there's still going to be, you know, some some hope and something, you know, good that's going to come out of it. So, um, I think that can be really a nice thing too. I've noticed that too with my kids that they're rereading right now. Hmm. Yeah. That's really, so,
2: that is, that is really uh, good insight. Gosh, That's really, that's good. Thank you for saying that.
1: Oh, um, well, so you have a new book that's coming out and it's, it's the final in the green ember series. Um, are you able to yeah, tell no, us but Neither
2: one of you, uh, neither one of you recommended that series (laughs) still hurting a little bit over here um,
1: well that's one of the okay that's one of the things we're rereading though
2: (laughs) we didn't want to i don't have any toilet paper to wipe my tears over here uh,
1: of course of course we want people to read your series absolutely (laughs) yeah um but but what can you i mean i know you don't want to do spoilers or anything like that but what can you kind of tell us about your newest book
2: well, why don't I just read you the last chapter in the book? Oh,
1: sure. Just, uh, that
2: would be perfect. That is, yeah. yeah. Okay. That doesn't well, sound like uh, a spoiler yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm excited, in, in a sense, to to, uh, to get to the... I'm very really grateful to have been able to get to the end of the main series of the Green Ember books. The, the, the fourth book will officially... Um, come out now on March thirty first, and uh, so hopefully it's around the time you're hearing this. And mm-hmm. and uh, I, yeah, I, I'm really grateful. I, I this 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 journey of writing Green Ember has been a real joy and a real adventure for me and my family. And uh, this is the fourth sort of main big big book in the series, and and I'm. I'm excited. There's kind of a lot of people that are anticipating, exciting, excited about what's um, going to happen with, with the conclusion. And, and, uh, I feel I, I, I've sort of, I don't know. I've been praying for a while that, that asking the Lord that I could kind of sort of get to the end, you know, kind of finish, finish this little race in my life. And, and, uh, I really had a pretty intense desire to, to try to do a good job for the, for the kids and families who, who've been enjoying this series. And, and I'm excited to, f- to have that, an- that prayer answered <laughs> with a yes and, and to be able to, to share it. Is, uh, feels like a real uh, privilege for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we know. I mean, I will say, though, that when my daughter saw that it was called Ember's End, she yeah. got a little choked up. There was kind of a,
0: oh. Yeah, my kids Oh, too. really? But that, that's a good series right there. Yeah. We I don't want it to end. Those yeah. are the best ones. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So so your book comes out today when this episode is coming out, and you've had to cancel a lot of your book tour this season in light of everything that's going on. Um, And we know how important it is for you to connect with families. Can you tell us how you're pivoting a bit right now?
2: Mm, Sure. So we are recording this a little bit before that, and uh, so yeah, like everybody knows, all these sort of situations are are very fluid. And um, but I, I know some things will, will will still be true when this comes out, and hopefully for, for a long time after. And that is, you know, we'll be sharing stories uh, with the world, and and I uh, and you'll be able to get a copy of this if you'd like it might take a little while for the physical book to get to you. Um, we're all sort of trying to navigate those decisions about, um, you know, we're, we're right now we're, we're sort of temporarily stopping uh, shipping books from our store for for a little while to, um, because we feel like that would be the best way to kind of honor and help, uh, folks who are doing more essential stuff and trying to get out of their way and, and, and that kind of thing. Um, but you know we have audiobooks. We'll have the ebooks uh, available, and the audiobooks are available in a lot of different ways, um, including free ways. Actually, you know you can you can get them through your local library, uh, and if your local library has Hoopla, then that's a really cool way because it's free for you. Um, it helps us too, um, and it's. Uh, and there's no wait for that. So a lot of libraries have hoopla and you can just like, if you just sign on there and and, and grab it, that's a, that's a really wonderful way um, to to get the books to you guys quickly. And also um, to, to sort of serve us as well. It helps us out. Uh, But you can buy the audiobooks a lot of different places, not just audible. Um, In fact, audible might lag behind some of the others uh, carrying the books uh, like Libro FM and uh, uh, there's, there's several others I'm blanking on right now, Overdrive, Libby, those, those sorts of things that, that will be available, Scribd, I think, and some others. So, yeah, you can get you can get my books uh, anywhere, and there are eight of them now, uh, including this last one, Members End, which which is either out or will be out on those audio platforms uh, soon.
1: Okay. Oh, good. Yeah, I I didn't realize that, like, Hoopla still helps authors. So that that's really good to know because – yeah, I, I would have felt a little guilty, like, well, I don't want to do that, because I want to make sure that, you know, these authors who work so hard to bring their stories to us are getting, you know, <laughs> they're, they're benefiting, it you know, from it in some way. So that's, that's really good to know. And um, yes, you have wonderful, like, the audio is wonderful. And um, all the other stories are available, lots of places, and we can link to places that families can get them right now. And like you said, the the Kindle versions, that's a wonderful option right now for families. Um, if your library is closed or, you know, you can't get the book um, quite as quickly. Because I think, were you saying earlier that Amazon is maybe not going to be shipping books as quickly because they're going to focus on kind of different things? supplies right now and things yes. yeah, food
2: and medical supplies that, that's okay. of right now they're, they're doing that which is I, I just to that i just say good like yeah we can wait we can wait on books and and, yeah. and that sort of thing and obviously that's not great for for us in, in that kind of business but you know boy that the important thing is is the provisions that people really need and but yeah the, the electronic I, i'm not a big electronic guy i don't i don't love ebooks but if you if it's it's a good halfway house a lot, a lot of people do mm-hmm. this anyway a lot of people will buy my books on an uh, ebook form or a couple of them and then they buy the series later so if you're that kind of person that like, likes to have the physical copies which is that's how i am then that'll just be delayed a little bit and uh and, and but, but the audio and the and the ebook thing and, and again that's another thing like just beyond even my books but but and my I see my kids are doing the same thing you guys are talking about with like rereading but re listening. Like uh I hear all the time from kids who even apart from this sort of present distress that 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 listen to I, I get messages quite often that say my kids listen to the Green Ember or the Green or Green Ember books like every night on yeah. on their as they're going to bed or whatever and I'm, there's something about the familiarity and that kind of a thing, so yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful time to 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 uh, get kids going on especially if they don't have a, you know they're, they're looking for things to do you don't know what to do that that's something that can be really helpful you can you can be busy with your hands, you can be making a craft, you can be drawing, you can be doing Legos there's a lot of things you can do while you're listening, uh, even if it's just a simple comfortable or re- repeated stories and and I, I'm a big I'm a big fan of audiobooks myself, so I think their value is. tremendous for us and for our kids
0: yeah
1: yeah and again that's a great way for families to share it and you can all sort of be doing your own things you can be you know working on making dinner and you know i mean whatever you need to do during these times and yet you're still sharing the same story and that's that's a wonderful thing and your stories are of course so encouraging and full of hope and exactly what i think families need right now so I'm just. I'm really glad you're here <laughs> to talk to I us. I am too.
0: This has been great.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you. And and I, I you know, I don't. I was uh, faking humility earlier, um, but I'm going to try to. I'll be sincere in in saying that I I genuinely think that that's true. I, I think that um, I I do. I have somehow slowly become convinced <laughs> that that um, yes. That I think these stories are good. They're they're good for kids. Uh, They're not the best in the world, but that that, and I and I'm more. uh, I feel more emboldened to. uh, On the one hand, I don't know if you guys feel this, but I feel like a really intense sort of discernment to to not be really noisy right now and not. Yeah. Constantly. You know, everybody's giving everything away online and doing everything. And it's like we're panic mode. And, and I get that and I understand. And everybody's sort of and I'm so grateful we're, we're like we're doing the drawing lessons with Mo Willems, you know, mm, uh, yeah. Williams every day. And that, that's so great. And so I'm not bashing all of that. But I feel like an intense thing to like not be noisy and not be like in people's faces and stuff and trying to balance that with the fact that. But I do feel bold. I do feel emboldened encouraged to say like no that i agree with what you guys are saying about the power and importance of stories in a time like this mm-hmm. and I'm re- really grateful for you having me on here and, and I don't feel ashamed to say that no this is I feel I, I want to back up what I'm, what I'm what I've been building for the last uh six years I want to say no I think this these are good for kids and and, yeah. and I feel even better even about the, the last book it's it's tough it's difficult it's it is called embers, and it's mm-hmm. it's challenging. The stakes are high, the hopes are low. It is tough, but I think it's I do think it's important to read that kind of a thing. And, yeah. and I'm already sort of receiving some feedback from people who've who've uh, who've gotten earlier copies, and so I feel I, I don't want to be arrogant, but I feel confident, and I do I, I, I sort of I back sort of back what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> and I believe that it matters, and and I feel good about it, and and. And I I, I think it serves children and I love those kids so, so, so much. uh, And I want to, and I want to give them good gifts. So, so, so deeply. and, And I think that we're, we're doing that.
1: Yeah, you, you have, I mean, and I've, I've seen those kids at the conferences that we've been at together and these, you know, little kids with swords coming at you just with like, just so excited to get to meet the person that created this world. And, um, it, it breaks my heart a little bit that you're not able to do that right now, but I know you've got a, like a couple other things that you're trying to do to connect with families. You've got the Green Ember Gala that's coming up with Pam oh, Barnhill yeah. and Cindy West and um, you are an artist Chalk Pastels and that's going to combine um, your stories with drawing and nature study and um, and that's going to be wonderful. So we'll link to that to make sure that people can see that. And can you just kind of let us know other ways that people can connect with you right now? And of course, um, we'll we'll link to ways to get your book in the show notes. But um, just other ways that people can find you.
2: Well, that is very generous of you. And uh, I am I am trying not to be really noisy and, and out there. I'm, I'm my heart is to spend this time and investing in things that will endure, uh, like, like creating stories and, and, um, but if you want to sort of be able to pay attention to what I'm doing, I mean, always the best way is, is through my newsletter, um, which is, you know, you guys will link to it. I'm sure, but it's it, it just going to my site. You, well, I'm actually, we, we give away the green Ember Audiobook to anyone who, uh, signs up for my newsletter And so that is, if you're kind of want to get started on it, it's there's a pretty low bar of entry. You can get a free audio book to to get going, um, on that. And that's, that's an intro. And if you're sort of beyond the intro phase and you're, you're already into our our stories and just being a newsletter subscriber, or if you you pay attention on Facebook or Instagram, that kind of thing, I'm I'm doing stuff there occasionally. Um, but that's very kind of you. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate everyone who's, Sort of, in this time where there's a lot of things we can focus our attention on that, that, that people pay attention to to, to uh, my stories and care about what we're doing that's uh that means a lot to us, so thank you so much,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: You have one of the most entertaining newsletters out there. I open every email from you because I know it's going to be fun and funny, so we will definitely link to that in the show notes and ways that people can find you on how to get your book and thank you again so much for being here. This has been great. Thank you so much.
2: Well, my pleasure. It's always so fun talking to you guys and, and friends and it's encouraging for us to hear that we are not alone and and uh, you guys certainly aren't either. And I think your voice of calmness and, and cheerfulness and your humor and your sincere desire to love and help people who are feeling vulnerable and feeling, uh, and just needing encouragement during this sort of these challenging times is, uh, it means a lot to me and i appreciate you guys very very, very much thank you
1: oh thank you thank yeah you. we're we're all in this together right yeah oh, definitely okay you guys have a great rest of your day and um you too give a give Gina a hug for us sam
2: <laughs> okay i'll do all it right. that's not a hard job <laughs>